Wake up, wake up, 502, what is going down? <laughs> it is happening here live on a beautiful, slightly chilly Saturday morning here in the Ville. Rashawn Myers here, wake up, 502 with Rashawn Myers here, coming to you. Big X Sports Radio, uh, this day, February 25th of 2023, and here I go again on my own. I'm in the studio all by myself. Uh, do not have anybody in here with me today, uh, so I will be bringing it to you. I'm, play, I'm playing hurt. I ain't feeling 100%, but I would much rather be here than to not. So uh, I'm in here. We're going to make it happen this morning. Definitely going to be a very, very uh, heavy uh, listener uh, driven day. Uh, so definitely get in there early and get in there often, uh, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, uh, giving your thoughts through the text line. You can also give me a call at the wake up 502 buzz line, 502-384-1450 as well. Love to hear your thoughts. We have so much to get into. Um, just so many, uh, things going on. Of course, University of Louisville on the road travels down to the ATL, uh, taking on the Georgia Tech uh, Yellow Jackets, trying to pick up win number five of the season. Um, you know, you would think that considering Louisville already beat Georgia Tech earlier this year, um, this may be their last and best opportunity for a victory this season. Down to T-minus three games left in the regular season. They, they play today versus Georgia Tech. Uh, then next week, ne- next week they finish off the regular season uh, home versus Virginia Tech, and then on the road at UVA. Um, the Who's uh, struggling a little bit lately. Uh, can't, you know, have have had a loss to a Boston College just recently, um, so they're going to be looking to get right um, after playing a very lazy game here uh, in the Ville a couple of weeks ago. They're going to look to get back on the right foot. So. Um, you know, Virginia Tech is a is a borderline uh, tournament team, I would say. So uh, this is probably U of L's best additional chance to pick up another victory before the end of the season. Uh, so it will be interesting uh, to see how things go today. Can they pick up a road win? Um, I think that's going to be the biggest question mark uh, to this point. Um, Louisville's only victories have come uh, at home. Of course, they had the the two wins versus WKU uh, and Florida A&M uh, at, at home. And then they, of course, had the, the win over Georgia Tech. And then they got the upset win versus Clemson uh, on the uh, the uh, 
recognition of the 2013 championship team uh, last Saturday, one which your boy did call, uh, definitely did call that. So I will take that victory lap. Nobody else wanted to believe me, and nobody else uh, wanted to uh, support my theories on that. Uh, Haven Harrington, I'm looking at you. You told me I could not get it done. Haven Harrington, by the way, people, um, he is out there supporting his his daughter. He is on the road, uh, headed up to Indy for a soccer tournament. So being a good pops as he always is, we may hear from him. He may call in on the uh, the, the wake up five hundred two buzz line uh, and check in at some point this morning. I am not sure, uh, but I am guessing we will likely hear from him. Uh, but I would love to hear from you next five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. But uh, we, we do have that going on with Louisville basketball. Um, you know, we also have Lamar Jackson is a guy that. I want to get into a in-depth. We have not done – we've done a little bit on Lamar, uh, but I feel like this will be a good morning uh, to get into Lamar Jackson and a lot of the narratives going around about him and, you know, asking whether or not the Baltimore Ravens should give him uh, this this mega deal. Does he deserve it? Um, all those types of things uh, are going to get into the ridiculousness of that. Um, you know, we also have uh, the All-Star game just finished up for the NBA uh, All-Star weekend last weekend was a resounding success. Uh, my son fell in love with Mac McClung, <laughs> your new uh, NBA dunk champion. He was just very, very uh, excited about, uh, you know, what Mac was able to do and was annoyed at people that were kind of trying to trying to throw a little shade at Mac. So uh, we do have a new champion uh, in the dunk contest, Dame Lillard, getting it done in a three-point shootout. And, of course, Jason Tatum, uh, coming out and being what uh, becoming the second highest scoring player in NBA All Star Game history, uh, have I believe fifty three, uh, and you know I, I had not gotten the opportunity to watch the game, but then I saw on social media that Donovan Mitchell scored forty one points and had ten assists in the All-Star game. I'm like, well, hell, he had to be the MVP <laughs> of the game. So, shout, first of all, shout-out for Donovan is in his first opportunity to, as a starter uh, in the NBA All-Star game to go out there and put on a show. But to find out that he was probably only the second uh, most impressive guy, a lot of people were complaining and fussing, talking about, you know, uh, the game was just a, basically a uh, glorified uh, um, layup line uh, both ways, uh, which is is something that's that's tough. I, I know that you know when you talk about all star games in football, uh, you know talking about the Pro Bowl and stuff that there's an opportunity for injury. But you know in basketball, I mean there's no reason you can't actually play the game a little bit tougher. You know I I grew up in the days where you know they they may do a little bit of showing off in the first half but second half is 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 game on and it's it's you know let's let's go ahead and, and tighten it down and and see if we can turn this into a game um you know the younger generation they're they're a little bit softer <laughs> so they don't necessarily do it the same ways but still a big shout out to Donovan Mitchell man for going out there and doing your thing um, you know, he, he represented Carnation uh, proudly, the first Cardinal to ever uh, start in the NBA All-Star game. So uh, he, he did his thing. Uh, so uh, NBA All-Star weekend was a success. So, so that was awesome. Um, but but I do want to uh, start out, you know, talking a little bit about this uh, Louisville basketball team. Cardinals are heading on the road down to the ATL uh, to take on the Yellow Jackets. And, you know, the, the, the question is, and we do have uh, some – 
things happening off the court as well with Louisville basketball, uh, some recruiting news <clears throat> upcoming. And we're definitely going to get into that as well. And if you have any questions uh, about any of those things um, or thoughts on any of those things, I'd love to hear those as well. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to get into um, where we are. Uh, and, and it's very interesting uh, just to kind of see how this season has developed. And, and while we understand what Louisville is and where they are, um, they're still the, – the, this season, I know people have, you know, quote-unquote checked out, you know, uh, to, to, to a point uh, on the year. Um, but, you know, this Louisville team has gone out and they've, they've played hard. You know, J.J. Trainer, um, I, I think, is one of the guys that has really, really um, – taking advantage of his opportunity. J.J. is a guy who seemed to show flashes a, a lot as a freshman, um, you know, ha- had a big game against Seton Hall that helped get that victory as a freshman. Everybody remembers that. And then, of course, remember uh, last year where J.J. Did, just did not have the opportunity um, to get out there and make things happen. Well, J.J. over the last, uh, what, three, three or so games um, has really shown some confidence uh, that we haven't seen from him uh, as at least consistently. Um, he's starting to find himself, and that's one thing that in a season that has been absolutely miserable and awful and terrible um, and nowhere near where um, uh, you know n- nowhere near where things should be, I- I'll say, um, he has been a, a bright spot. Um, for for Louisville basketball, he's a he's a kid who has tremendous tools. Um, he has a, a ton of athleticism, um, and, and to just see JJ kind of start to figure it out, quote unquote, uh, has been exciting. I mean, you know, against Duke uh, last week, um, you know, or you know, earlier this week on Big Monday, Duke came out, uh, you know. Um, uh, excuse me, J.J. Uh, finishes 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3, 16 points, uh, 3 rebounds, uh, and a steal, only 2 turnovers. Um, that right there, your, your contrib- contributions as a forward in a Kenny Payne offense, that's what you're wanting to see. J.J. is definitely playing the role of you know maybe a small ball 4, uh, pretty much, that that's a small ball 4, small ball 5 type of situation and he did that in only 27 minutes that's the type of efficiency that you want to see uh that and that what Kenny's looking for from his forwards um of course Brandon Huntley Hatfield who has been out with the foot injury I said he wasn't coming back or I didn't think it looked like he was coming back so uh props um to Brandon uh for actually coming back I thought that he was probably gonna try to maybe hide himself a little bit from this thing uh and you know maybe look to to move on uh, to his credit, he came back. Um, first game was not great uh, that he played uh, last week, uh, last Saturday. Was much better um, on Monday. Uh, nine points, five rebounds, uh, three or four shooting, three or four from the free throw line. Not bad, not terrible numbers, only one turnover. Um, I, I think that if you can get that type of forward production uh, in terms of at least – I mean, the, the rebounds still leave a lot to be desired, only three and five, so eight total between those two. Um, that's not horrible uh, for, for those guys and only three turnovers. I think that, that you'll take that if you're Kenny Payne moving forward. Um, 
you know, but but for, for Brandon to come back, I think that that tandem of uh, forwards probably did pretty well. Uh, Louisville, Louisville lost to Duke, but I will say this. It was definitely um, – it was definitely a better showing. Uh, like I'm not mad at that that loss. I'm not mad at the way they showed up and played. Um, I, that, that's one thing. I know I've been super critical of this team, and I've been super critical of Kenny Payne, and I feel like, of course, that's been warranted uh, with uh, the way this team has been coached, how hard they've played, and how bad the defense has been. Um, but that being said, I was not mad at what I saw out there, at least from an effort and an offensive standpoint. Uh, on Big Monday uh, versus Duke, I, I was okay with that. I do definitely still believe that the that the uh, the the defense leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, but you know that that's something that that can be uh, worked on. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, go to the uh, Wake Up Five Hundred Two Buzz Line. Uh, go ahead and get them on. So let's say, see who we got with us uh, on the Wake Up Five Hundred Two Buzz Line. Uh, yeah, caller, your name. It's your dad. Hey, Pops, what's going on with you? How you doing? Good morning, son. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, my brother. Good, good. So, so all right, so the, the fellas, that they played Duke on Monday. They they lost, but it, was, it wasn't terrible. Uh, what did what, you think? A um, bunch of five stars beating up on a bunch of uh, three and four stars. <laughs> look, look, don't don't now don't Rudy the team like Louisville ain't got no got players now. I, I, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not gonna right. go with that now. Let, let, let's you know, nah. I got some guys on team. Hey, two seven footers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could have uh, started. Uh, I don't know Wheeler and and Brandon Huntley and uh, as well as uh, B, uh, Okafor or four along the front to the counter that but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well hey, but anyway you, you, well, well apparently a core four is dealing with an ankle injury right now yeah so. yeah unfortunate i mean you know so uh, uh the foot injury for uh bhh and so yeah but um uh did you see the following they had from west end they took 10 buses down to atlanta man Oh really? I mean, they are being supported. Yes, sir. Oh wow! They are being supported. So um, they're going to be represented. They're going to be ripped. Louisville will be ripped in Atlanta uh, this mo- this afternoon. So yeah, well, you, and, you know, uh, we, we always love going up to uh, Louisville fans. The, the the two trips that Louisville fans love to make is back in the day when we used to go to DePaul. Chicago. We should go to Chicago, see Louisville DePaul. Exactly. And when we go down to Atlanta, the Louisville fans is always going to show up. You know, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. we love yeah. to make. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would have been down there myself, but we've got a show tonight. But uh, Sahara and I and your mom did a great job at the women's game. Oh, that's, Man, that's she, awesome. Yeah, she, she sung the anthem, right? She, she sung uh, Lift Every Voice. Yes, sir. Oh, awesome. Did, did awesome. A, did a great job. Yes, sir. And uh, the women, man, they showed out that game uh, against uh, um, Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did. Haley was on fire. Yeah. 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 Ho- hopefully they got a few more games like that. They got Notre Dame coming up, so I- I'm a little nervous on that one. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, Louisville will get it done today. Okay, okay. Uh, let's say uh, seventy-eight, sixty-three. 
All right. Even on 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 their home court, on uh, uh, Georgia Tech's home court, be first road win they of get the it year. Done. Yeah, be the first road win of the year. So you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say, I'm, I'm not surprised that you are calling in on, on, on my show and, and predicting the Louisville victory. I, I'm not, well, you know not going to you know call what? you out you know and ask you how many wins you predicted Louisville was going to get this year. Look here, man. <laughs> uh, I, you, you almost had me, Rock. I said uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, you were right. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's, he's this and that. Uh, the, the pendulum has swung back oh, the other way. Look, he got you back in that quick. Uh, he got you back yes, in. Yes, sir. I'm not mad at it. You know, I, I, I'm not mad at it, Daddy. I, I, we, we will watch uh, together and, and see what happens. Uh, we, we will check it out. All right, all right. I'll be listening, my brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. it. Thank you. And, yes, sir. All right, Have now. a good one. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, the pops listed it in. I love it. I love it. Now, if you want to get in next, 502-384-1450. Let me tell you something. If you want to talk about somebody who's always going to stay um, faithful and, and, and true to, to the that, that uh, red and white and black, my daddy is the one. Trust me. He, he raised me on it. You know, like I said, I, I had one of them old school cardinal blankets with the squares on it that had the cardinal bird on one square. The one said Louisville and the other one said, go, like, go cards. You remember those with the squares all over the blanket? Yeah. So my, my I go back all the way and, and my daddy is always going to support his cardinals. And he was in the doldrums there for a little bit. But after UofL got that win, uh, that was basically all that they needed. <laughs> That's all he needed to get back on. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go right back. Uh, to, to the buzz line. Uh, see who, who we got on there. Collie, you on the line? Your name? Scratch off Jimmy. Scratch off Jimmy. How you doing this morning, brother? I'm fine. I'm on fire for the red. Hey, that Clemson game, we was at the green. Hey, you're talking about J.J. Trainer. He's good friends with my granddaughter. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a heck of a kid. Hey, hey, J.J., he's a good kid, buddy. Uh, yeah, I yes. love him. I hope maybe he marries my grand my granddaughter so I can be rich. <laughs> hey, you know, I think JJ's got a future in the game, so I wouldn't think that'd be a bad yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we love the cards. Hey, I'm the guy I'm the guy on the end zone with the defense sign oh, uh, okay. at the football yes, game. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well yeah. listen, I love your show, brother. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Uh, uh, now, let me ask you, Jimmy, what, what do you think is going to happen today? Do you think Louisville gets their first road win in, in the ATL? Well, yeah, I, I'm always optimistic. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. You're like my daddy. Yeah. Then, huh? Well, I mean, Atlanta's good, good, good memories. You know, we want it all. Yes. So I, I think it's good luck. Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. Well, well you know, I, I think they're going to have a shot. I, I do. I, you know, I've been as critical of Kenny as anybody. But, you know, I can't deny that they're playing better basketball right now. So, you know. Oh, man. I, I tell you, I, and, 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 hey, hey, there's no – people just don't realize how much people love the Louisville Cardinals. Hey, when I was born – I think I think I had big red put in my baby formula when I was growing up. But I, I, and every kid that was born in my family, I said, put some big red in that in that baby formula and make them cardinal. Man, <laughs> I love your show, brother. I love your show. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thank you so much. <laughs> there we go. 
Uh, You know what? See, that's what I'm talking about. Getting the interaction early this morning. Jimmy, thank you so much. Scratch off Jimmy with with, with the call in. Got Pops calling in. If you want to be next, 502-384-1450. Like I said, this is is the fan show this morning. You know, this is going to be the the pregame, pregame show. We can go ahead and call it, of course, Louisville is going to be playing on ACC Network Extra at 2 o'clock. So for those of you um, who don't know, if you try to look at it, find it on the ACC Network, it will not be on there. Um, you will have to pull it up on the, um, the ESPN app. Okay, so uh, it, that, that'll be the only way you can watch it. So you have to log into your television provider and then pull it up on the app. So you can either pull up the ESPN app on your, your smart TV or pull it up on the ESPN app on your phone. Uh, put in your television provider login information, and then you'll be able to watch the game. Uh, but I do not believe it's going to be a televised game on like the, AC, the actual physical ACC network. So just wanted to let you all know that. Um, just kind of as a programming update, you will be able to. So it's not it's not an RSN game. So it's not one of those weird games that comes on a weird channel that you know Bally Sports and you have to watch it. It will not be on one of those. It will be a part of the ACC network, but it'll be a part of the ACC. Excuse me, the ACC network digital platform. Okay, so if you have ACC network, then you should be able to watch it on your app. Uh, on the ESPN app or on your smart TV on ESPN. Uh, So check it out there. It'll definitely be on there. Uh, Jimmy and Dad, thanks for the calls uh, getting going. But I I tell you what, uh, we're about 30 minutes in, so I guess we'll go ahead and hit this first break. Uh, When when we come back, we're going to get into more um, of talking about Louisville headed down to the ATL. Uh, I want to get into, uh, you know, some of the other guys that participated and also get into this recruiting news. Uh, Louisville's got uh, their in on possibly a five-star for 2023. What? There's a guy asking out of his uh out asking out of his uh, letter of intent. What? So, hey, you know, I, I just I, it, there there could be things happening and there could be a shift coming. You are listening to Wake Up Five Hundred Two with Rashawn Myers here, uh, ninety six point one FM, and we'll be we'll be back on the Big X.
Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Got the, the, the easy listening 80s classics this morning, man. <laughs> I know y'all bobbing your heads to it. That's a classic. Ario Speedwagon. Can't fight this feeling. Uh, y'all know I like to get a little groove going in, going on on Saturday mornings. It's not about just the sports. It's about the music, too. You know what I'm saying? Just to get you in that right mindset, get you feeling good on a Saturday before you get your Saturday up and rolling. Now, I, I will say, it's a little bit chilly outside. I would have loved to have the weather that we had the last two days, the previous two days. What was that, Wednesday and Thursday? Like It was like 70 you know, the last couple of days. Now, why, why can't we have the 70-degree weather on Saturday and Sunday? That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not complaining because it was definitely nice. But, you know, I've been a little under the weather. So I really haven't been able to enjoy it. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's going to be uh, something to uh, to see this afternoon uh, going on. I got some people, uh, some, some folks texting in saying that depending on their uh, – on their, uh, I get. I don't know if it's the the prescription, but check check this out. Like, cause I was talking about the Louisville game at two o'clock versus Georgia Tech being on ACC Network Extra, uh, which is on the digital package on the ESPN app. Well, uh, I had one texture text in saying uh, Bleacher Report indicates that the game will be on ESPN three. Um, now that now ESPN three, of course, once again is the digital platform. Uh, so yes, te- technically ESPN three is correct being on the digital app. But now, literally, I just got um, another text saying, uh, and these are all coming in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. If you want to give a a, a a text in as well, he says, "Are you sure about today's game?" According to the menu guide on local cable, it shows Bally Sports South will be airing the game uh, live at two. Um, well, I had heard that this one uh, and at least as far as my app on, on ESPN um, is shows it as ACC Net- Network Extra um, so if it's show it's being aired on Bally Sports South um, if you do have Bally Sports South definitely uh, check that out um, because those of you who don't have the digital package um, definitely will want to get that um, but as far as as I understood it this game today would only be available on the uh, digital network package but definitely if, if there are some providers that decided uh, to pick that up if Bally Sports South is going to be doing that that's definitely better uh, but yeah at least as far as it shows right now on my ESPN app shows uh, Louisville 2 p.m. Uh, ACC Network Extra uh, which, of course, like I said, is the digital package or ESPN, quote unquote, ESPN three. Uh, all those basically meaning is that you can pick pick up the Louisville Georgia Tech game, Georgia Tech game. You can watch it, but you will have to watch it via the app or your smart TV. Um, but if you can find it on, on local, um, if you can find it on either a, uh, a Bally Sports, uh, something like that, uh, if they do decide to pick it up, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I know sometimes they'll have it in uh, like weird spots like the Yes Network or they'll pull it up on one of their because I mean Bally has about what 15 20 channels <laughs> so absolutely and I appreciate you guys checking in and giving us the information as well uh, you know that's what we do we try to support Cardinal fans that's one of the reasons I wanted to let everybody know because I always have you know 34 people messaging me if they can't find the game they're like I can't find the game on it's not on ACC network what's going on so <laughs> you know I definitely want to let you know the programming but I believe the the best way or the um I won't say the easiest way because a lot of people get confused with the whole digital network thing. Um, I think one of the guaranteed ways that you can watch it is via the app uh, on your TV or on your phone. Uh, 
or di- or or mobile device. Uh, it can be on a tablet. It can be on, on whatever. But uh, anybody who has a smart TV, all you got to do is search ESPN, download the ESPN app, and then put your television provider information in. And uh, once you do that, you'll see the Louisville Georgia Tech game pop up at two o'clock. Click on it, and you're good to go. Um, but th- there will be. Um, uh, you know that there will be uh, information on that, so uh, definitely check that out. Um, we will continue to go that if we get any more confirmations uh, during the show, I will definitely uh, let let you know as well. Um, but but I tell you what, um, I I am with this Louisville team. I know I am not sold uh, yet, so I, I don't want to say that I am fully sold on what's happening. Uh, with Louisville basketball right now, but I can definitely give credit where credit's due. Louisville's definitely playing better. Um, Offensively, they've been playing outstanding, uh, especially L. Ellis. L. Ellis is playing on another planet right now. I I heard uh, earlier in the week, you know, I like to listen to all the local radio shows. Somebody said that L, uh, his numbers, it might have been Nick Coffey, said that L. Ellis's numbers are very similar to those of um, Terry Rozier. Uh, his second year at UofL. Uh, And I can definitely see some of the similarities in their game kind of being more of a scoring uh, point guard. I don't think that L is on Terry's level. Um, You know, Terry uh, athletically uh, was on on a different planet than where L is, even though L is is a very athletic kid himself. Um, Terry also was a a standout defensive player where um, L just – to, to, he's just not a great defensive player. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's just um, he's used to having to be on the court to score points, so he doesn't want to get out there and, you know, get f- fouls called on him uh, for trying to play defense too hard. Like, that happens with a lot of great offensive players is that they tend to play bad defensively because in high school or in case in, in L's case, Juco, uh, and at Louisville these two years, he's been dependent upon uh, to score so much that the coaches have wanted to keep him out of foul trouble. So they did not mind maybe a little bit more lax defense. I don't know if that's the case. Um, but uh, L is definitely – um, doesn't have the defensive chops that, that Terry Rozier had. So I would say that those are two of the big uh, separators uh, for those. I think that athletically and defensively, Terry was a much better player. But that being said, offensively, I definitely think that um, L has a lot of Terry's game in him, uh, the pull-up mid-range game, the pull-up three-point game, uh, you know, a little bit of that shake and bake. He could get to the basket and has a thousand different ways to finish at the rim. Um, that young man, I didn't think that he would be able to play a full season going, you know, 35, 37, 40 minutes a game and have so much put on his shoulders and be able to make it a full season. But as we come down the stretch of the season, we're down to the last three games of the regular season. Um, L. Ellis deserves – um, you know, the, during these uh, the, these senior day ceremonies uh, versus Virginia Tech on uh, this upcoming, I believe it's Wednesday, that that young man deserves a standing ovation as big and as loud as you can have it. Because if it was not for L. Ellis this year, Louisville would not have won a game this year. And I, I do mean that honestly. And I think that nobody would argue with me that without L. Ellis and his contributions, Louisville would not have won a game this year. That that young man has been outstanding from the jump. Um, 
He's not been perfect. Um, he was a turnover machine to start the year when he first got the, the you know the workload of having to actually be the point guard and run the team as well as be the primary scorer. But he's gotten that um, much more under control. He's not perfect by any means. Um, he did have four turnovers. Um, on uh, Big Monday versus Duke, but he did have seven assists, so he still had a plus turnover assist to turnover ratio, uh, which is what you're looking for. Um, so, I mean, L has developed and he has grown as a player, um, and as the only true guard on the roster and the only guard that's ready to play at this level, um, he has been outstanding. So, I mean, I, I don't put any fault on him between what he did. Uh, in that game uh, and then what he did versus Clemson in the big win uh, last Saturday when they were honoring the, the, the championship team. Um, you know, L. Ellis, uh, you know, 28 points against Clemson in that win. Uh, then he came back versus Duke with another 21. Um, you know, I, I just I, – I cannot say enough about what L. Ellis has meant to this program um, over these last couple of years. Uh, he came to Louisville expecting a lot more. I mean, you're talking about uh, Chris Mack had a, had a team that was a number one, you know, was ranked number one a couple of years ago uh, and, and was thought that, you know, with bringing in the transfers that, that Louisville had as well as bringing back guys like Malik Williams, uh, you know, Dre Davis and all those guys, bringing over a Noah Locke who was one of the top transfers in the portal, uh, it was expected that that L. Ellis was going to be stepping into a position to be the last piece uh, of an amazing puzzle, and then because of just circumstances and Chris Mack kind of melting down and and just what everything happened, he's not had the experience that you would have wanted um, in his time since he's been at the University of Louisville. Now, do I, he does have the opportunity to come back for a fifth year? He did get one of the additional years because of COVID. So he does have the option to come back and play another year um, at U of L or transfer to another school. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to go ahead and decide to uh, make himself eligible for the NBA draft. I don't know if he necessarily would be drafted, at least not in the first round. I don't see it just because I don't believe, you know, at, at his at his height, at six foot two, six foot three. Uh, being more of a scoring guard and not really shown the consistency as of yet as a point guard, even though his assist to turnover numbers have gotten um, a lot better as the second half of the year has come around. I just don't think that he would be a guy that would get that first round consideration. Uh, but I do think that he would be a guy that you would look to probably snag in the second round or, or, or definitely be have an opportunity to make a roster um, um, as a uh, UFA, as an undrafted free agent. I, I think that he could do that, go to the NBA Summer League, get in a good situation, and he's got the game. Especially, I think that L. Ellis is definitely one of those guys that um, probably his game translates better um, to the NBA game with the NBA rules, with the spacing um, and the way the defense is played. I think that his skill set would actually make him a little bit more dangerous, especially as an offensive guy with his quickness, his ability to get to the rim and his ability to finish. Um, I do think that he is good enough to where he could find a way onto a roster, even if it was a two-way contract, you know, playing half of the year at the G League and the other half with an NBA team. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But the question hap ends with, you know, where does Louisville go next? Um, we know that L. Ellis 
um, was the only we already already you know I, I mentioned it earlier. He was the only true point guard. And if you want to get involved, of course, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, make sure you go and check out any of the 63,852 Thornton's locations for the best in gas, food, uh, snacks, slushies, and everything else. Uh, they have it all for you there at Thornton's. Uh, you can give us a call again, 502, or excuse me, give us a text, 502-414-1450. Uh, if you want to get involved uh, on the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line, 502-384-1450. Um, but the question is, with L. Ellis leaving, if he does not decide to come back for a fifth year, uh, if he does not decide, if he, uh, you know, re- regardless of whether he decides to, you know, maybe get a big NIL deal um, and go elsewhere, um, or he decides to put his name in the draft, this being his fourth year of college ball after playing two years um, at North Florida Community College, if he's ready to just go ahead and get his uh, professional clock started, where does Louisville go from there? Uh, right now, Louisville doesn't have another true guard on the roster. Mike James has played admirably, um, kind of being as good as he can um, at the two-guard spot. I do still think that his natural fit is more at the three. I think he's more of a wing uh, than he is a, a, a true ball handler. He's been good at time attacking uh, the, the basket off the baseline, but I haven't seen enough from him being able to break down off the dribble to really trust that. Um, so I, I think that especially at the guard positions, that's going to be a, a, a primary. We did get news that Louisville is in on another big man. Um, Dennis, uh, um, Dennis Evans is his name. Seven-foot-one center. Dennis Evans um, is the the new recruit. I talked about it earlier. Um, We do know that Louisville is uh, reaching out to uh, Dennis. He's currently committed uh, and uh, signee for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, He did request his uh, his release uh, from his letter of intent um, and is now uh, looking like uh, I believe Louisville got at least one crystal ball prediction that Dennis Evans will ultimately commit to Louisville, which is very exciting. I mean, don't, don't get it twisted. Like that's awesome. Uh, that, that Dennis, uh, is looking to, to head Louisville's way. Um, but you know, when, when you look at these, uh, these guys that Kenny Payne is recruiting, um, he's still doing a lot of, um, He's still doing a, a lot of what I was concerned with, which is just recruiting a lot of big guys. I mean, we've heard we, – we saw who he brought in um, in Emmanuel Accor for, a, a nice, uh, you know, hustle man type of power forward uh, that's going to bring a lot of energy. Uh, we talked about Churchill Abmas, uh, the uh, other kid in the uh, NBA Africa program that, that uh, Kenny is trying to get involved with, another – power forward, you know, very talented, explosive 6'9", athletic guy that can go in there, wreck the rim, a very big-time dunker-type kid like uh, a – I'd say like a Montrez Harrell type player. I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Trez. I mean, you know, Trez is, is, was one of the best dunkers and uh, has been one of the best six men uh, in the NBA for years now. Um, I don't know if he's on that level, but he's that type of player. And now we see Dennis Evans, a 7'1", 210-pound center, very long. He has a 9-foot eight standing uh, reach okay what that means is basically when this young man stands there and reaches his hands up in the air he's literally four inches from the rim without jumping 
Okay, so not only is he is he tall, he has a ridiculous wingspan. Okay, his arm length is just truly incredible. So I mean, definitely he's a guy who would be a rim protector. Um, he's a guy who um, seems to be pretty quick on his feet. Um, you know, so I, I am not trying to disparage the fact that this young man uh, can come in and be a help. But you know, the the thing I worry about is, um, you know, Kenny just seems to be duplicating positions. Um, you know, you, you bring in a, a power forward at the mid-season point in a core four. Um, you have been heavily linked to another power forward coming over as well at the end of the year, and now you have another center. Uh, that you are in on as well. Uh, not to mention the fact that you still have J.J. Trainer, um, who's more of a four, uh, you know, four or five than anything else. You have Jalen Weathers, who's still a four or five, uh, who's more than anything else. Now, of course, some of these guys, hopefully J.J.'s one that stays, but, you know, I, I think I would not be surprised if Jalen Weathers did decide to um, put his name in the in the portal or or see you know test the waters of the NBA and see what he can can find there. So I don't think necessarily everybody will be back. I think Roosevelt Wheeler Wheeler is another guy who um, will likely uh, look at his options in the transfer portal. He was a guy that Louisville thought they were going to lose last year, and he ultimately decided to come back. Um, but I do think that that Rose will have the opportunity to look elsewhere. I think uh, Sid Curry. I I don't know what what Sydney's um, eligibility situation is like I know for a fact that L. Ellis uh, is going to have another year I am not sure with Sid um, if Sydney is eligible for an additional year uh, that's kind of up in the air uh, I, I'm not really sure on but if Sid does have another year um, I question if he would be back uh, with Louisville I just think that the fit for him personally with his style of play has not been the best um, so he would be the guy that I would mark as most likely to look elsewhere just because from a structural standpoint, I don't think he necessarily fits the Kenny Payne system. Um, so I, I do think that, that Sid would likely look uh, elsewhere if he does have another year. But if not, of course, he would be moving on and trying to uh, get ready for the, the NBA uh, and, and those proceedings. So, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that Kenny Payne is in on a kid who's, a, you know, some, in some services considered a five-star, other services a high four-star. Uh, uh, regardless, a borderline five-star five star talent, kind of pretty much uh, in, in the same mold of, of the other big guy that Louisville was in on that ended up at NC State. Um, I think that, uh, you know, this, this young man would definitely be a great addition, but as we've seen this year, the importance of having dynamic uh, breakdown and scoring guys at the on the perimeter have been super important. And L. Ellis has shown exactly how important he is that Kenny still isn't going out there, and I haven't seen him linked with any guys. Now, Scott Clark is a, is a name that we've heard over and over again. Uh, the transfer from Illinois, former U.K. commitment, uh, McDonald's All-American, uh, spent the first half of the year with uh, Illinois. Then, inexplicably, I don't know what was going on with them. He was starting for the Illini. He was playing a lot. But he decided to transfer and leave at the midseason point. I don't know what was up with that. I don't know if he didn't like his fit, if it was personal issues. But he has not committed anywhere. He did not enroll second semester anywhere else. Um, he decided just to wait until the end of the regular season and then make his decision on where he's going to go. That would definitely be something that would help if Sky Clark was to commit to Louisville. But it's going to be paramount 
And when I say paramount, I mean Louisville has got to get at least three or four primary guards uh, this offseason if L. Ellis decides to go. Um, L. Ellis, as I've said, has been amazing with his his durability. He's been amazing with his ability to hit very, very difficult shots and play under extreme duress and still find a way to not only uh, you know stay on the court for 40 minutes but play at a high level while staying on the court for 40 minutes. And I don't think you necessarily want to get into that situation and bring in, say, one guy like a Sky Clark and then just say, okay, go do what L. Ellis did. Like, I I don't think that's going to help Louisville in the win-loss record. I don't think it's going to help Louisville um, be as well, uh, do as well as they can um, in terms of their success moving forward. I just don't think the offense will work as well. They need to get multiple ball handlers and multiple guys that can put pressure on the defense and run that quote-unquote dribble-drive offense the way Kenny Payne wants it run. You need to have multiple guys that are talented with the ball that can take that ball off the dribble, get in the lane, and create for himself and others. Louisville's only had one guy that can do that all year, and that's L. Ellis, and it's it's shown. I mean, anytime you know you tried to put that ball in Jalen Withers' hands and ask him to do that or, or J.J. Trainer's hands and ask them to kind of take off the bounce, um, it's led to a lot of turnovers. Um, and I think that's one of those things where – not having guys that can handle the ball at this level kind of gets you in trouble, which is why, you know, we've talked about it. The fact that Louisville's going to have to kill it in the transfer portal. Uh, there will also be some opportunities, you know, not only Scott Clark, but there will be other kids like um, Dennis Evans that are going to ask out of their, their letters of intent. You've got to be all over those guys. I, I In a perfect world, I would say if you could find – maybe two high school guards that, you know, maybe decide to go back onto the open market. If you could find two high school kids and two uh, high-level grad transfers, that would be a perfect world. That way you can have two guys that have experience, college experience, that you can bring in and be your first-day starters, that they already know how to play defense at this level. Uh, They already are capable of running a team and capable – of being aggressive and attacking. And then you can have two younger, talented players that can kind of be the guys that come in, watch, learn, and then can just be a part of the mix moving forward. Uh, you know, And then, of course, you would still have Fabio Basili there. Um, you would still have Hersey Miller there um, if they decide to stay. I think that those two will also have some decisions to make. I, I don't know if – if Fabio and Hersey um, are going to be parts of the team moving forward, you know, you would think that with a team that struggled as bad as they did, that um, they would be playing more. And, and I would have thought that Fabio would have been playing more. But, you know, there have been a lot of conversations. Kenny Payne has made multiple mentions of, you know, guys need to learn to be on time, guys need needing to – you know, make sure they're getting all their work done in class and being on time to class and that type of stuff. And if if Fabio is having those types of issues to where he's not making it to class and he's not doing those things, then, you know, you've already made yourself a target for Kenny Payne. I don't know if that's going to work for you here uh, because you've already kind of been labeled. Uh, you already had an uphill battle in terms of your – ability level um and now 
you have new guys coming in. You're going to have new recruits coming in. You're obviously going to be uh, up for competition with both transfer kids and new freshmen coming in probably uh, that you're going to have to compete with. So, I, I mean, Fabio is going to be a guy that's going to definitely um, – have options and decisions to make on whether this is the best place for him. But then also you have Devin Ree. Uh, he was a, a high-level profile commit, okay? He was committed to LSU um, and then decided to uh, transfer to Louisville. He has not gotten the looks and not gotten the opportunity. Uh, Kamari Lands has been a kid that's played a ton more, but Kamari's production – in my personal opinion, has not warranted the the amount of minutes he's been playing. But yet and still, with that being the case, Devin Reed has not gotten any opportunity at all. So if I'm Devin Reed, I would definitely be looking at my options and where I would have an opportunity to make a move to. Um, you know, that that's me not saying that I don't want the kid around or not saying that he can't be here. I mean, with his length and his size at six foot eight. As a small forward uh, with his reputation as a shooter, um, he's definitely the type of size and body that I know Kenny Payne wants. But for whatever reason, Devin Reed has not gotten any opportunity. And even though Kamari Lands has struggled mightily and has not given much of, of, of anything, he's still getting all the minutes. Perfect uh, case in point versus Duke on Big Monday. Kamari Lands played 21 minutes. He was 0 of 3 from the field, had two rebounds. And it was two of two from the free throw line. So he got two. He had two points because of the two free throws. But if you're 0 for 3, um, you know, no assists, um, didn't have any turnovers, which that's good. But, you know, no assists, no steals, no blocks, um, no, you know, just didn't, didn't hit any field goals. I, I just, I don't know why if, if that's the production you're getting from Kamari Lance, instead of playing Kamari 21 minutes, why don't you give Devin Ree six or seven or eight of those minutes and just see what he can do. That's probably been the biggest question mark where I, I understand with Fabio because Fabio's so slight of build and so skinny that, you know, he just isn't ready maturity-wise and physically uh, for this level. But Kamari Land seems to have the profile of what you would want, and you've not given him any opportunity. Um, so I think that Devin Ree will definitely be a guy that probably looks to head elsewhere or at least look at those opportunities. At least I would if I was him. I, I mean, I hope he's back, and I hope he gets the opportunity, but I just don't see what Louisville's really doing to make Devin Ree feel like he should be a part of this. Uh, but I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get to break. Uh, great, uh, you know, interaction in the first hour. Definitely appreciate that. If you guys want to be in next, 502-384-1450. Wake Up 502 buzz line, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line as well. When we come back, we're going to get into this Lamar Jackson thing. I'm so tired of this Lamar Jackson narrative. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his contract, where you would like to see him. Would you like to see him stay in Baltimore? Would you like to see him elsewhere? We'll be back. This is Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. Big X, and we'll be back.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Hour number two. Wake up 502 here. Rashawn Myers taking care of your big X Sports Radio, WXVW. It is going down. A uh, little take on me. Another classic. I, I'm, I'm in an 80s mood this morning, y'all. Okay, yeah, y'all got to just bear with me. It's, it's one of those things. This is what happens. Haven Harrington's out on assignment. So then, of course, I'm going to be out there <laughs> just running willy nilly. So I can't help it. Uh, hopefully, y'all are enjoying the tunes. Uh, of course, uh, you know, we, if you want to get involved, uh, be the next to be involved. 502 384 1450 on the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. I think we actually may have a caller in right now. Uh, caller, you're name please call you with me oh hold on hold on hold on i got you on mute hold on there we go let's try that again go ahead caller yeah this would be joe kelly hey uh, the, the, the man the myth the legend himself at that voice good mr joe kelly joe how you doing this morning uh you know doing well doing well back from my hiatus Yes, yes. Welcome back in, man. You know, I, see, uh, Haven. Haven's on the road. He's up there uh, taking care of his baby. She's got the the um, soccer tournament up in Indy. So you know, they, they they left me to myself. So I've been playing like '80s easy listening hits all morning. So this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been. I, I listened to the first hour. Oh, uh, okay. I tuned in. Yeah, that's I what's tuned up. In, getting the uh, getting the bar set up, getting ready for the day's events. Yes, yes. The proceedings proceeding this evening and whatnot. Absolutely. So, so uh, Joe Kelly, I, you know, before before we get going, we did a whole lot of U of L uh, in the first hour. Um, so I'm yep. I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, now Louisville has been playing better over these last couple games. They got the win. Uh, what was it last Saturday in front of the uh, in front of the 2013 national championship team. They played Duke pretty tough on the road down in uh, Durham on Big Monday. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do you think they get the win on uh, today uh, on the road at Georgia Tech? Like, do you think they get that win? And are you starting to see, or are you starting to believe a little bit more in what you're seeing right now from Louisville? Well, uh, I, I mean, I think we get Georgia Tech. Funny thing about Georgia Tech, you know, do you realize there's only one coach in UFL history with a losing record to, to Georgia Tech? Really? Denny Crum. Oh, wow. Bobby Crimmins, apparently, I, I don't recall this, but it makes sense because I do remember my grandmother just hating Bobby Crimmins. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess he had uh, he had Denny in a blender. Denny was, I believe, 7-10 and 10 all-time against Georgia Tech. Every other coach at UofL has a winning record against Tech. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, but that, that, that was, I guess, that was probably the worst time to be playing the Ramblin' Wreck because back in them days, Kermit's had some monstrous teams. <laughs> mm. Oh, absolutely. It's just, that was that was one of those stats I, that jumped out. No, I did not realize that. That's I funny. I would have lost a dollar on that bet. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the only guy would be with the record, yeah. Yeah, is our, is our Hall of Famer with no – no real scandals behind him. Um, who, who doesn't get an Escalade? Yeah. Or, or a Ford <laughs> Come on, man. That's chump change these days. <laughs> right. As far as the as as the current team goes, yeah, I mean, we've been hard on, on Kenny all year, and rightfully so. Um, team looks good. They've looked better. I'm not going to say they look good. They look, they look good compared to what they, what they have been rolling out on the court all year. Yes. Um, I think my big takeaway was before the Clemson game, 
there was there was a post game press conference with Kenny that I was really impressed with, and I'm so sorry it's 10 a.m. and I can't think of the team. I can't think of of, of what game it was after. But I was at least able to say, okay, he's starting to get it. This is this is something that was that was massively needed because he was talking about the attitude and the effort. Yeah. And and he really really hammered home about that. And it it did kind of click with me, and it did give me some hope that okay, Rasan, that's all I've been asking. That's all I've been screaming. It's not a Kenny sucks and this bum's got to go. It's a I don't see anything, and he's not giving me anything to defend. Right. And I'm not, and and coaches don't owe media, radio people, none of that, anything. I'm speaking truly as a fan. That's not Joe on on Wake Up Five Hundred Two. That's just me as a fan saying what. You know what I mean? Like, if this is my buddy, how long before you go, man, you're screwing up? Absolutely. No, I mean, and, and that's been the whole thing. It's like, you know, like there's a certain level of expectation and a certain level of play and a certain level of effort that is expected, you know, when you put on that jersey. And I think that was the biggest issue, especially early, was just like you're not meeting the standard. So I think that – that standard has gotten closer, at least in terms of the effort level. Like, I think there's still structurally some issues. Uh, but at least they're getting closer to meeting that st- that standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what's, what's disappointing. But that's also uh, – and this isn't me backtracking on, on any criticism of, of the staff. This is just, I think, being consistent with what I've said all year. I don't know, man. It was around January that I started thinking, you know, at the end of the day, like it or not, this collection, this gathering of individuals that, that we're calling a team, and then two other coaches that just said, I'm through with this. So it may be more of a and, – and, yeah, you can criticize Kenny for not coming in and cleaning house, but, but you know, it, it is what it is now. I, I don't know what the effort level of this collection and this gathering of individuals really is. And I don't know if, if if there's something to be said for it's just not a good group together. Yeah, yeah, the, the individually you have yeah. individually you have a lot of fine pieces. Yeah. But it's like we got five bass players and we're trying to be a band. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No and doubt. And and that's the way it felt and that was that was that was a big reason for my criticism of, of lack of guards, lack of of guys who could who could handle the ball, distribute, set up the offenses. I mean, it's cool that we got a lot of bigs, but I don't want to go see a band with ten drummers and no singer. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that. And I don't know how many hits they're. I don't know how many hits they're going to have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, logic would say not not a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's but, not going to work out team, well. But the team does look. The, if if you were one to be be excited about moral victories, I'm not. But at this point, with U of L basketball, men's basketball, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. yeah, they are a much improved team from what we saw at the beginning of the season, the midway point of the season. But it doesn't really. It, it, end yeah. of the day, it still is what it is, and it ain't much of a product that's that's inspiring, entertaining, or makes me feel like, well, that was worth two hours of my afternoon. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it's just the I, the, the one thing as far as the, the identity, quote unquote, or something that you can hang your hat on moving forward. I still struggle to find that. Everything is just more based on individuals. Like LL Ellis is individually having a good year. JJ Trainer Trainer individually is doing some nice things. But I don't think there's anything necessarily you can hang your hat on to say, okay, we know we at least have this moving forward. You know, and right, I and this where is, the and this is, is. what will attract a player. Right. This is this is what it, this is if you're a young prospect you you might see an aspect or, or an element of your game in, in one of those guys you mentioned for example and say okay well I know if I go to U of L they're really going to let my you know what I mean let me show right. my my strengths um I don't know unless you're a JUCO gunner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> if you like to put it up, we go. We're the place for you. <laughs> hey, Joe. I tell you what, we got Jay on uh, Jay on the line. Uh, we're gonna bring him in with with us on here. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay has how you doing this morning, brother? Doing fine, sir. Doing fine. Happy birthday weekend. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. What you what's, what you got for me this morning? I'm so excited, man, about this. Um, I beg the difference on you guys talking about Louisville. Now I think something where there's a little light at, at the tunnel. Okay. Uh, a little bit, a little bit too late to push. Uh, I think they they they, they kind of getting it on their own, not through Kenny on their own. But I think there's been some. I heard through uh, Grapevine there has been some mentorships with other players. Have really sat down and mentored to the players one on one individually. Uh, one of them guys was Siva, Luke, and some, Montreal, and some other guys was was mentoring to the guys. And but but here's, here's another thing too that I found out too yesterday that I didn't know. I said, "Wow, Kenny even had some mentors from other coaches." Yeah, um, I did not know. Um, so I'm thinking that you know they go to Georgia Tech today and they took a little bit of fan bases they normally do. You know, when they go out of town, you know, like. Yeah. Paul and stuff yeah. like my, that. My and dad said they like took that. ten buses down there to, to ATL today. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so that's, that's that's getting back to glory lands when you're doing that. And here's another thing too, man. You know, I just got to be you know political correct on this. See, if you ever you ever think about Moses in the wilderness and how how he took everything in a, you know through the wilderness or took a dog, took a cat, to a rat, mouse, and everything through the wilderness, uh-huh. you never know how things are going to end up at the end of the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? There is. There is good things that would happen at the end of the wilderness, and and the thing did. The Bible said, you know, everybody was taken care of. Moses got everybody across the Red Sea. But I think that um, I did see some things on on ESPN yesterday that Louisville was looking pretty fine on, on, on some recruiting for next year's class. Uh, I seen a big seven footer that was interested in coming to Louisville. He looked pretty decent to me. He's seven foot one with Sean Miles. I mean, Joe. that's another big man, Jay. Uh, I I need a guard. Jay, I, I just I understand that, I, sir. I, I, understand I, I, that. I mean, I, like I said, I, I love it. Like the big guy looks pretty athletic and long and whatever else, but it's just more. You know, he reminds me of he reminds me of your son. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, now he's he's a he's a bit, lot bigger than than, than than my baby. My baby ain't that big. Well, he's big, but he, but he plays like him. Little athlete. Yeah, well, he plays, yeah, he got yeah. a little athletic with him. Yeah, he's athletic. Got a nice little jump shot, you know. So I mean, he's got, <laughs> got some game. Rashawn and Joe tonight is going to be one of the biggest birth, biggest birthday parties with me, Joe and, and Rashawn. Rashawn's been with me a couple times on a couple of my events, my birthdays, but this probably probably be the biggest, one of the biggest, as uh, far as people coming out 
Um, I got a, they even told me they're gonna surprise me. Oh wow! Some of the guests are gonna surprise me. I wonder what that's about. But uh, this is gonna be a really good time tonight, man. And uh, yeah. Jock's Barn Grill never seen nothing like this before in their life. Yeah, yeah, it's going down. <laughs> and Rashawn Myers is gonna do his show there tonight. I wish Joe you could be there to do it with him. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, what time? What time is this? Uh, this all going down? Because it's it's an early day for me at work. I'm I'm in here setting up the bar right now. I should be out of here early afternoon. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, well, I'm I I'm doing the show live um, from six to eight. So you know you you. you can oh, I'll be out there. Oh, oh that, there we go. Joe Kelly in the mix. See you know what I'm saying? Like Haven Harrington, you know, him being a good daddy and all, he's in, in Indianapolis, so he, he won't be there for the proceedings. But absolutely, Joe, come on come on through. Uh-huh. Oh, man, we're going to hey, Joe, man, I'll tell you, man, you're going to have a really, really great time, Doc, with this party, man. It's, it's not about I don't have it's to about be, you guys. Jay, I don't have to be back at work till 5 tomorrow, so this means I'll be Ubering out to uh, Josh. <laughs> Oh, quit it, Joe Boogie. Quit it, Joe Boogie. Oh. There we go. And, oh, and the DJ is actually streaming this party live tonight. Yeah, DJ Lowski is going to be in the building. He's going to stream this party live. Oh, my God. I just cannot wait. Everybody have Oh, my goodness. Lord for Jesus. <laughs> Lord for Jesus. I mean, boy. It is going down, you hear me? I can just see Rashawn Myers now. Jay has has been running commercials all over town, like like we have the the, the biggest kind. Like like he like Jay trying to sell out the Yum Center, and and anybody who knows Josh, Josh ain't the <laughs> biggest place. So I'm just telling, you, if you're coming out to Jocks tonight, make sure you get there early because I have a feeling that the fire marshals is gonna get called out at some point. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I see you guys. I appreciate man. it, Jay. Thanks so much. All right, all right now, hey. Hey, uh, Joe, when I tell you Jay has been pubbing this thing on, on on his station, like, I'm telling you, like, he's trying to sell out the Yum Center for a place that's definitely not <laughs> that big. Jay's been, Jay's been pumping this since the day I met him. The first conversation yes. I ever had with Jay was, man, I like you. You're okay now. You're going to have to come to my birthday party. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is it next week? Nah, it's in February. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, bro, it's October. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's so excited for it. Like, but I mean, you know, he has called in. He's called in all the favors. This is the first time he's done his birthday bash since before COVID. So, you know, he's very excited about this whole thing. So it's going to be a uh, bananas out, out at Jocks tonight. So uh, definitely, if, if you're listening, you want to get out there. So, uh, Jocks out on Breckenridge Lane. I don't have the uh, the address. I'll see if I can maybe find that commercial and play it for you. It's in the strip mall with the bingo hall. Yeah, with the bingo hall. It's in the same spot where the bingo hall is. But it's going to be fun. Jocks is a great place. Um, you know that they have. They, if you they, got a if you got a dollar store in a bingo hall, you know that bar is is, is known for shenanigans. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, and, I, and we will be doing a live show out there, uh, six to eight tonight. Uh, Brian Trent of the Off the Walls pod- podcast said he's going to try to make appearance as well. Uh, so you know, we love love Brian and all the good things he does. Um, I believe we'll be out there at the Granville uh, tomorrow uh, with, with B Trent doing a little post game for uh, Senior Day. So you know, absolutely, or, or what what we would lovingly absolutely. like to call the Mikasa Robinson special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. come on, Ab. Uh, we'll have you. We'll have you guys out here doing the uh, doing the the post game show, and then from seven to nine, my man Dave does sports trivia down at the Granville. We give out some prizes. Absolutely, uh, it's fun to get free money. 
just for your wealth of knowledge. Yes. You think you can come stump me? Come on down. I love it. I see. So you got trivia at the Granville. You got uh, off the walls podcast post game after the women get done at two. Uh, you know, we got the uh, going on, going down at Jocks. I mean, like, yeah, y'all got to understand, Wake Up 502 and its subsidiaries are taking over the city. Understand that. You can find us everywhere. <laughs> and we ain't we're not to hard to find. <laughs> not we're not all. hard to find. Not at all. Not wherever at all. the wherever wherever the beer is cold, I promise you, I am either pouring or drinking. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So yes, if, if you all want to see uh, Joe Kelly come out and act a fool, apparently he's going to be out tonight uh, acting a fool at, at Jock. So that's the best. Time on the Derby Blazers. <laughs> oh, hey, anytime the Derby Blazer comes out, it is on and popping. You, you 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 may see uh but Bud Light uh, drunk from a, a nice champagne flute or from something. A sifter. <laughs> from a sifter. Oh, oh that's my, Taking my PBRs all classified. <laughs> oh, y'all see what so I what, have uh, to deal with. <laughs> so what do you what do you think about the the slated games for today? What are, what do you what do you how you do know, you think we're gonna do down in down in Atlanta? Now, honestly, like I I I am with you. Okay. And I definitely think that, that Louisville's playing better. The one thing that gives me pause, and this has been the one thing that has always shaken me about this team, is while I give Louisville all the credit in the world for what they've done to make strides um, effort-wise and make strides offensively um, to be a lot better than what they have been. I wholeheartedly agree with that. The only issue for me, Joe, and the one thing that makes me worried is that this Louisville team hasn't really gotten much better defensively. And this is a thing that I thought that Louisville would have to hang their hat on this year, was being a good defensive team and being a a lot better and a lot more accomplished on the defensive end. And that's kind of been the one thing that has really worried me about them is that they just don't play like that. That game against Duke, while they played very well in that game, it was because they were really good on offense. But if they could have been even just okay defensively, they could have been right there to even, you know, have an opportunity to beat Duke at the end. Like in my personal opinion, I mean, because it was pretty much an, a 6 8 10 point game the whole second half. But the problem was you gave up I don't know how many dunks and, and layups in that game. I mean, Duke had at least 15 dunks in that game, Joe. Like, at least 15. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of those things to where if you just don't do that and at least have some sort of resistance on the defensive end and go and come away with a defensive rebound, Louisville could have honestly been in that game right to the very end and had an opportunity to win. And I think that's the thing that worries me is because when you go on the road especially, defense is what usually travels. Offense can kind of come and go when you're on the road. And I know we've been leaning on L. Ellis to be like half man, half amazing. Dude had like the 15 of the first 18 for Louisville or something crazy in that first half against Duke. And I just don't know if you can count on that. You know what I mean? Like to just go out there, L, just go be like Jordan or go be like Kobe for about 15 minutes and then hopefully everybody else will get it going at some point. Like I I don't know if that is a sustainable model. So while I do think that Louisville's playing good enough now to beat Georgia Tech, the only thing that worries me is that they're just not playing good defensively right now. Um, And and that that makes me hesitate as far as going out and just picking Louisville as an outright winner because I just don't know if we can continue to sustain that type of offensive success on the road. So if that answers your question, I know it's kind of a – I'm kind of hedging my bets, but 
I am. I, I'm worried about what we're going to do on, on the defensive side, man, um, to get it done. But I, I do think that Louisville should find a way um, to win that game. But I do know that Georgia Tech, they were missing their point guard when we played them the first time around when we beat them. Um, so they, they do have their starting point guard back. So this will not be the same team that Louisville faced off against. Uh, when they got their their win, they, they will be a little bit deeper. Um, they're going to have some better ball handling. I, I mean, they were awful uh, on on the offensive end of the court. But you're talking about a team that's won two of their last three, or actually, excuse me, three of their last five. Um, so I mean, a, after a very long losing streak, they lost uh, what's well, nine in a row. Um, and then since they lost nine in a row, they've won three of their last five. Uh, so they are also a team that's been playing a little bit better. So you talk about Louisville over the last several games playing better. Well, this is another team that's also been playing better basketball. They beat a Notre Dame team that we lost to. They've beaten a, a Virginia Tech team who is you know battling to try to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, they did lose on the road at Pittsburgh, but they didn't get embarrassed. We got destroyed by Pittsburgh by about 30. They only lost by eight points on the road at Pitt. So this is definitely a, a, a um, Georgia Tech team that's playing better. So I, I do want to caution everybody to say that just don't think that, ah, well, we beat Georgia Tech once, we can knock them off again. This is definitely a much better Georgia Tech team than what Louisville faced last time out. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm think about it for the next 30 minutes, Joe Kelly, and then I'll give you an answer on if they can actually win it. How about how's that sound? <laughs> you know, it's funny, that, it's funny that you say the defense is, is what you're looking towards. I, I just Every time I tune into the Cards this year, I want to see somebody step up on the offensive end and be a Robin to L. Ellis' Batman. Yes. You know, that's that's what, what I, I – I'm of the belief that L is probably frustrated with the losses. But if you're a shooter, man, you got to be enjoying this. You know what I mean? Because he he gets to go out and play Allen Iverson ball. Yeah. Nobody else is going gonna, is gonna to put the ball in the bucket. And if they do, it's going to be off of, off of a putback off one of your misses. So go have fun with it. Yeah, but it would really be nice if he had just somebody to lean on, somebody to take that pressure off of him, somebody to allow him to to spot up on the perimeter and catch and shoot like he's best at doing. Keep thinking it's going to be JJ. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, that's the question. Uh, you know, is. Who's going to step up? Who's going to find a way uh, to make it happen? I do have an update, by the way. Uh, everybody was asking about the uh, the television. So now it has been updated. It does look like, I hate to tell you all this, but it looks like you all are going to have to go hunting on the Bally Sports app. Uh, apparently <laughs> it has been updated. It will be an RSN game. Uh, they had it listed as ACC Network Extra on the app, but, yes, it actually will be an RSN game. So if you have Bally Sports South, um, you should be able to locate that. Um, you know, you can also get the Bally Sports app. They do have like a free sign up for the Bally Sports app. So if you get the Bally Sports app on your smart TV, if you don't have it on your television provider, if you log in, get the Bally Sports app, do the free trial, then you should be able to watch the game as well. But this will be one where you're hunting for. So unfortunately, I thought you all were going to go to go about the easy way, but UofL did just put their game day notes out there. Um, so there you go. That's two o'clock. 
um, on, you know, Bally Sports South or any of the other Bally Sports affiliations that decide to carry the game. So, yeah, fun times with that. <laughs> but I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and hit Join the ACC, they said. Oh. You'll, you'll never – we'll have our own network, they said. Yeah, that, that RSN never have contract, to. dude. Ugh. It is the worst. That that RSN contract is the worst. I'll be so glad when we get done with that. Joe Kelly, you going to hang with me through the break so we can talk about this Lamar Jackson contract situation? Yes, sir. That's wow. what I called in. Oh, about man. Hey, yeah, we're we about to get all the way into that. we got 30 minutes left. We'll be back. This is Rashawn Myers here. Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. A little take on me and a little take on Lamar Jackson. We'll be back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly taking care of you. Big X Sports Radio, WXBW, Little Leonard Skinner, Simple Kind of Man. That, that definitely, that's like Lamar Jackson's anthem and theme song. You know what I'm saying? Mama, the agent, the mama, <laughs> the everything. Telling Lamar, just chill out. You know, it, it's going to come to you. 
You know what I'm saying? Tr- troubles is going to come, but they don't last. So, like, but those troubles is, uh, have come for Lamar Jackson right now, Joe Kelly. And, and I'm, it has been amazing to see and listen to all the takes and all the – like, this man has been front and center in the NFL – uh, consciousness in terms of thoughts and takes about this offseason. Like, this is, you know, what's going to happen? Is Baltimore going to put Lamar on the franchise tag? Are they going to try to trade him? Uh, you know, what's going to happen? Um, and it's just been the most interesting of uh, journeys <laughs> to see what Lamar Jackson has uh become uh you know over the last couple of years and to see where how these takes have kind of formulated themselves so first i'm just gonna say this and then joe you can give me your thoughts in my personal opinion while you know it was awesome that baltimore traded into the first round uh traded back into the first round after skipping selecting him they had two options opportunities to pick him earlier in the first round they didn't but they, they decided to trade back into the first round and take Lamar with the last pick of the first round. While I feel like Lamar Jackson, you know, definitely should be appreciative of, of Baltimore making the move to pick him up. Um, I personally feel that Lamar Jackson has done much more for the Baltimore Ravens than what the Baltimore Ravens have ever done for Lamar Jackson. And the thing that I've heard in this narrative of should they or should they not sign him to a lucrative long-term contract, giving him um, guaranteed money in excess of $200 million, somewhere close to the $230 million that Deshaun Watson received from the Cleveland Browns, I would say this. Baltimore did draft Lamar Jackson, and then over the, la- the next five years, they have done about as little to put support and protection around Lamar Jackson as any quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not talking about just your Patrick Mahomes. I'm not talking about just your Justin Herberts or your 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 uh, Josh Allens up in, in Buffalo. Kirk Cousins got more weapons. They, they have not done as much as what, you know, uh, what Tennessee Titans, uh, you know, did for Tannehill. Uh, what some of these let, other teams let, have done for anybody, and then let, they want to come cut out. To it. Yeah, I know, and, and that was it. And this is my thing, though, Joe. But then they want to come out and talk about well, Lamar hasn't performed in the playoffs. Well, here's the th- okay. So here's my thing about Baltimore. Baltimore is trying to play our boy, and Baltimore is, is a bunch of suckers as far as I'm concerned for the way that they've handled Lamar. You look at what Philly did. You look at what Kansas City did before. Like, look at what Kansas did before they had to pay Mahomes. Yes. They they built a roster around him and then said, eventually we have to pay the quarterback, but while we've got him on his rookie deal, we're going to put all the folks we can around him. Yes. That's exactly what Philadelphia did with Jalen Hurts this past year. Yes. The new formula has been try to win with a rookie contract and a supporting cast of veterans and then deal with the repercussions of the, of the salary cap later. And understand you're not going to keep this talented of a roster together and you're going to have to draft very well in the late rounds. In the third round and beyond, you're going to have to draft well and develop. The simple fact with the Baltimore Ravens is this is not the Baltimore Ravens that we're accustomed to. This team has not been the same since Ozzie Newsom retired from that front office. 
When Ozzie Newsom was running the Baltimore Ravens, I would argue they drafted as well, if not better, than every other team in the league. I used to hate it, Rashawn. I would watch the NFL draft annually and watch my favorite defensive player in college slide in the first round to Baltimore and then pick up tight ends and other players that I really like later rounds. Baltimore drafted so well and developed even better under Ozzie Newsom. We have not seen that. We have not seen that post-Ozzie. Joe, the Baltimore Ravens go out there. They trade away Hollywood Brown. Okay, they trade away. Look, I was okay with that. I think Hollywood's overrated. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you trade away Hollywood Brown, and while you already had bookend safeties on your roster, you wasted that 14th pick on Kyle Hamilton, who's a great player. Don't get me twisted. It's a great, he was a great player and a great pickup out of Notre Dame, but you had several standout wide receivers there, including the young man that won the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Garrett Wilson, from the New York Jets. And you took Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the issue. You trade away the guy, the, the wide receiver, because, you know, he's a little bit small. He wanted to be paid like a big-time number one when he was really well, more of a slot. But then you don't replace that wide receiver position. Hold up. Hold up. Technically, technically, that pick that they traded away, they drafted uh, Tyler Lindbaum. Ty- Tyler Lindbaum? So they drafted I, I, thought their 14th, I, I thought their 14th pick their 14th was Their 14th pick was their pick. That was their that pick. Was their Excuse pick me. Because, okay, then the Linder, because, Linderbaum pick. Then, because I was I was watching the draft with, with buddies, and I said, Baltimore's not going to draft an offensive player to help Lamar. So I really hope that they either get uh, Jordan Davis or Kyle Hamilton. And they got Kyle Hamilton. I was like, okay, cool. Now maybe they can pick up N'Kobe Dean, and you know, early in the second round because we know they're not going to draft. They'll draft a fullback before they draft a wide receiver. And uh, yeah, and then they 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 trade Hollywood and like oh they got back on the board. Maybe they are going to go after after an offensive player. Yeah, they did. Another blocker, a center. Well, see, and the thing is this: if you're going to get and and I, and I honestly believe this, Rashawn, I truly believe that. I'm not going to say that Baltimore has been trying to get Lamar hurt. That's that's absurd. I don't believe that. But I do think they've been they've they've been under the impression he's not built to last. Let's ride him till the wheels fall off. No, we're not going to give him guaranteed money because we don't think he's durable. We don't think he's he's going to last. We don't think. He, and we're quite frankly not doing anything to preserve it. Well, and, and that's and that's kind of my whole point, Joe. Is like the whole fact that Baltimore. It's kind of like the if you have a girl, okay, and a girl's been dating this dude for you know eight years, and she's still hoping for this ring, and the dude has always talked about, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get engaged, we're gonna get engaged, and they keep talking about they're gonna get engaged, and it's eight years later. And she's still waiting on that ring. That's basically what Baltimore has done with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. They've never made the strides to actually put ownership or quote unquote put a ring on it. All they've done is put a lot of promises of what they were gonna do and haven't done any of it. And and, and that's literally where we've stood. So my whole point being is that Lamar that excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens have already told you that they don't value what Lamar Jackson's done by the way, the fact that they've not upgraded his his tackles. You know, I mean, I love, uh, mm-hmm. I, I love um, uh, Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie Stanley, but Ronnie Stanley's when played less than ten games in three years. You know, and and that's a, 
that's another thing that I think has to be taken into consideration when you do discuss, uh, you know, what's happened in Baltimore over the five years. They have been riddled with injuries. <laughs> and I totally understand anybody who says, hey, man, it's the NFL. Injuries happen. True. But Lamar, it, the, I, I can't recall off the top of my head. I should have looked this up before before we did this segment. But Lamar, he, he has not played with his starting tight end and starting receivers and starting running back in two years. There has there's not been one game where he said, and, and, and you throw in Ronnie Stanley as a blindside blocker. I mean, Every week it's a who's who on their injured reserve. But then you go and you turn around and you trade away Orlando Brown, and what you draft with Orlando Brown's pick? Another defensive player. You trade, uh-huh. you trade away Orlando Brown. And when you know that, that Stanley can't stay uh, healthy, and, and Orlando did pretty good. Why David Ajabi, the, the outside linebacker from Michigan, that was a projected first-round pick, yeah. uh, tore his ACL at the Combine. And they talked about how he was going to fall to late second, possibly third or fourth round even. And Baltimore drafted him in the second round. Rashawn, a friend of mine who played many, many years in the NFL, told me in regards to that pick. That's one of those things that an ignorant fan will get real excited about and say, oh, we got a sleeper pick. If you're a veteran on that team, you look around the locker room and say, these the front office isn't, isn't serious about winning right now. No, not at all. Because that's not a pick you make if you feel like you have a window to win a Super Bowl. That's a pick that you make if you feel like you're a five-year rebuild. Three years ago, Joe. And with a quarterback like like, Lebr- like Lamar Jackson, you're, you're never in a five-year rebuild. Three years ago, Baltimore Ravens have the no-doubt number one rushing offense in the NFL. The Ravens come into the next uh, next cycle. Once again, Lamar Jackson looking for another wide receiver to put out there uh, opposite of Hollywood Brown. What do the Ravens do with the number? I believe they had like a, a top five pick in the second round. They go out and they draft another running back from Ohio State. When you already have the yep. number one running offense in the NFL, instead of going out there once again and getting any help at the wide receiver, you go out and you draft another running back. This is the whole point I'm telling you. They never believed in Lamar. Like, you have your own – the man's won an MVP. He has more wins before the age of 25 than anybody in NFL history, and yet and still your franchise does not believe in your MVP. Look at his stats prior to Greg Wellman becoming the offensive coordinator and look at him under him. His interceptions went up. Yeah. The touchdowns went down. The completion percentage went down. I mean, it, they're drafting tight end projects like Isaiah Likely, who's a nice player. I have no doubt he will be a guy down the road that's a great contributor to a team. But you're talking three, four years. He is he is a total project at the, at the NFL level to play tight end. But... They just haven't been serious. And if I'm Lamar at this point, well, hold on. Can we also, let's not, let's not gloss over. Now we've just hit wackiness with the Lamar story. Stephen A is out here reporting that Lamar's camp leaked to him, you know, details and this, that, and the other. Man, Lamar's camp is Lamar and Lamar's mama. <laughs> right. 
What are you? Don't waste, Stephen A. You you have become a public nuisance and a menace. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been none short of very direct. In fact, in saying that he loves Baltimore, he wants to be there. He just wants a team that shows him the kind of support and love that he has for him. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Like literally, the man has done everything he could for Baltimore. But you know what? He got his. He got that little got dinged up at the end of the year, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to rush myself back and get myself you know, further injured for uh, you know a franchise that's literally done as little as possible, including at your summer off-season workouts, put a, a reporter in to go in there and suggest that Lamar doesn't like working hard in practice. Yeah, that that was really when, it, when I started saying, man, they're trying to take his, his stock. Yes. Like they're, they're manipulating it. This is not cool. And to hell with them. Exactly. To hell with them. I, you, you know who his biggest advocate this year that, that has no affiliation to the University of Louisville? It's been, it's been RG3. Yeah. And I don't know this for a fact, but I think it's pretty damn clear and obvious. RG3 is going to defend Lamar because RG3 got Lamar. Yeah. He knows exactly what's happening to him. That these, these janky coaches that don't believe in it, that they love your athleticism, they love your ability, but they don't really believe your QB1 material. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he got his career ended because he rushed back from the same injury that Lamar suffered. You remember that game where he, where, where oh, he was yeah. basically playing with one leg? Oh, yes. Absolutely. And RG3 was never the same again because the Shanahan's physically broke that man's body. And he was never able to do the things that, that, that made him RG3 to begin with. Absolutely. That's why he's out here saying if, if Baltimore's not going to pay him, he has to demand a trade. And let's not forget, for everybody that, that wants to gloss over that, RG3 was Lamar's backup, so he understands that organization very well. And then, the, the, and then on top of that, the whole narrative of, well, you know, Lamar's injury history and, you know, the fact that he is a running quarterback, there's proof that you can't trust Lamar Jackson. Only problem with that is both times that Lamar has gotten injured, he got injured sitting in the pocket playing behind yep. an offensive line that's ranked in the bottom 30 in the NFL. He got hurt in the pocket because you haven't put enough money into the offensive line because all you wanted to do is go out and buy defensive superstars. Well, they, they've tried, though. That's, that's where I come back to player development in Baltimore is not what we've become accustomed to the Baltimore Ravens franchise possessing. They drafted Ben Cleveland, interior lineman, uh, bust. They drafted Macari, bust. Also, talking about what the hell are y'all doing last year in the draft? They were drafting all the guys on video on a, on a video game you would want. Uh, the 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 big tackle that, that they drafted that's like six foot eight, four hundred pounds. Rashawn, <laughs> that's a video game number. Let me tell you something: a six foot eight, four hundred pound man is absolutely useless for anything on a football field yeah. other than playing nose tackle and trying to block a, a point after. <laughs> you look at you look at what what today's breed of edge rusher is the Miles Garretts the the Nick Boses the Joey Boses the the Micah Pearsons brother they look at a six foot eight four hundred pound man like a pop tart oh yeah 
Yeah. I'm going to feast today. Buddy, you're going to, I'm going to get 50 million off this game. Well, the problem is, is that they, they've continued to draft, and this has been since Lamar's been there. They continue to draft these guys that are primarily run blockers, you know, big, run giant, yep. you know, maulers. maulers, instead of going out and getting well balanced offensive linemen that have the ability to pass protect. And it's like, why do you think that your pass protection is so bad when literally <laughs> you're getting a bunch of big giant statues that all they can do is run forward and try to push people and wonder why your quarterback's getting killed. But both times, literally versus the Jacksonville Jaguars when he got hurt and then when he got hurt running for his life, running backwards towards the end zone. I can't remember who he got hurt when he bounced his, his uh, head off the turf and got hurt two years ago. Both times he got hurt, he got hurt in the pocket because your pass protection was well below what it should be in the NFL. And then let's not talk about the fact that when he did have a clean pocket, he had the highest percent of, percentage of drops in the NFL the last three years. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the stat that blows me away with Lamar. I don't understand how he has just been cursed with, with – a receiving core that when he was in college, they led the NCAA in drop passes. And then he gets to the pros, and damn NFL receivers can't catch the ball either. I, I, I mean, that's a stat for, uh, for, for somebody out there to, to figure out. What if 50% of these drops were completed? What would his completion percentages look like in seasons? Yeah. There's some that it would have been close to 75 well, I mean, I don't know what more the guy's supposed to be able to do for his team. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and that's but the whole. He point. needs to get out of Baltimore. I agree with you. I mean, like at this point, just get out, call up Atlanta, call up Atlanta, and say we want your. I think they've got the fourth pick. Yes, we want the number four pick. We want Desmond Ritter, and we want we want a we want something else. We want a second or a conditional third. You make the deal. Uh, get your get your your holdover quarterback. I think Desmond Ritter has a shot to play in the league. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if Atlanta believes that too. Uh, but but well, from what not, I heard, Joe, there's been a lot of teams that have already ste- stepped out and made their interest known uh, uh, for Lamar Jackson, and that there were also several. If the quarterback market right now before him or pay him his before money. we before we run out of time, if the quarterback market looks like this right now. You know Derek Carr's out there. It's highly, highly, highly probable that Aaron Rodgers is out there. And it's starting to look more and more like Lamar Jackson is definitely out there. Which of those three are you are right. you hitching your wagon to? Right. <laughs> I'm going full tilt for Lamar. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with, with, with a 40-year-old quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. You're washed. You're sorry. We just saw this go go down with uh, with Tom Brady. and uh, No. Uh-uh. Who in his off time likes to take hallucinogenic drugs, by the way? Right. Like, just go <laughs> go away, man. Go away with your hippie girlfriend <laughs> and and pay people to put you in dark rooms <laughs> so you can meditate or whatever it is you do. Um, lie about getting getting vaccinated. I, I, man, we're done with you, A-Rod. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, he's a nice quarterback. He's okay, but he's like that girl you, you set your buddy up with, and, and when he asks you about her, you go, yeah, man, she's got a great personality. Um, I'm not trading away. I'm not leveraging my mortgaging my future for that. I'm not. I'm not 
spending a lot of cap money on Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go for, maybe, and maybe that's my bias, but I'd, I'd go full tilt on Lamar, and I would look at what he's done and what he did prior to Greg Roman getting in Baltimore, and I would say, you know what, you were an MVP with a franchise that didn't really support you. Joe, I let's got... see what you do if we give you as many pieces as we can, and we're making a three-year run at this. Joe, and if it blows up, it blows up. But damn it, we're going to have fun, and we're going to be the most exciting team on Madden. Well, what's what's funny is that if you all you got to do, and it's very simple because the tangible. It's not like Lamar Jackson hasn't performed uh, and hasn't like if you go out there and you pull up any of your advanced metrics websites and you pull up Lamar Jackson's passing numbers with a clean pocket. And you look at his pure passing numbers, look at all the passes, look at the completion percentage, look at the touchdowns, look at the interceptions. His numbers are top five good and have been every year for the last four. Like, And that's playing with, like you've said, a ton of injuries and the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. So most of these NFL teams are looking at, well, hell. If we can get him, we already have a better wide receiving group than what Baltimore has right now. We already have the a man won an MVP right. with Willie Sneed as his number two. Yeah. Willie Sneed, yeah, Willie Sneed the fourth you was know? his number two. I mean, that, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to look at. So I'm gonna, I, I say all that to say, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to tell everybody what's going to happen. The Baltimore Ravens are going to. Give Lamar or put Lamar Jackson on a franchise tag. Lamar Jackson is going to sit out, and Baltimore will trade him before the season. That's what's going to happen because Lamar Jackson will not play a snap under the franchise tag for the Baltimore Ravens. That's in my personal opinion, that's exactly the way it's going to go down. And then the new team that, that trades for Lamar Jackson will negotiate his deal, and he will be elsewhere. And at this point, Joe, I don't care where it is. Baltimore has already told you what they think of Lamar Jackson. So why would you argue with it? I, I hope he goes to New Orleans or Atlanta. I hope he goes to a city and a fan base that is that is supportive. Because unfortunately, and and this is this is the ugly truth about the NFL and still where it is. Black quarterbacks still don't have, you know, you know what I mean. They were making a big deal about how this is the first time two two black quarterbacks face off in the Super Bowl. I don't want him going to New England. I don't want that fan base getting a hold of him. Yeah. No, I agree with you. You know what? I, I you know, I wouldn't mind him going to Tampa Bay. That, that that would be another nice little setup for him. Or Miami. I've heard, you know, that there have been some thoughts about Miami possibly getting involved. But, you know. Miami would be awesome. Yeah. Well, buddy, I will see you tonight. Joe, absolutely. I appreciate it. See you tonight out at Jocks. I appreciate everybody, all your interaction today. Thank you, guys for checking in. This is Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. We'll be back next week with more. Same bad time, same bad channel, and we out.